Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. Hello, everyone. We're so glad that you joined us today, and I know that many of you are online and you're watching, and we just want to say Thank you for being here. We're going to have a great, great day. It's going to be a powerful day. I have a message for you that I believe the Lord has given me for you today that you're going to be able to take away and apply it to your life, and great faith is going to come from about that. We've been in a a series called The Journey of Faith, or The Long Game, but it's been a journey of faith, and uh, we were talking about uh, different characters in the Bible. The Greek word of faith denotes a belief, a trust, or a conviction. It's not merely an idea or a good thought. It's the confidence that God's going to lead you into action. Faith is essential if you want to live a life that is pleasing to God because Scripture says it is impossible to please God without faith. In this series, we've been focusing on mainly people of the Old Testament who practice great faith because they're great role models for our life. And we're going to continue down that road today. We've been concentrating mainly on characters found in Hebrews chapter 11. Today we're going to discuss a person whose uh, name is found there that is mentioned more than any other person in Hebrews chapter 11 except for Abraham, and his name is Moses. And I want to read the account for you today in Hebrews chapter 11. That's our main text today. Uh, So if you want to get your Bible or get your device and turn to Hebrews chapter 11, I would encourage you to do so. We're going to start at verse 23 of Hebrews chapter 11. The Bible says, It was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child, and they were not afraid to disobey the king's command. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression or oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to his great reward. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle the blood on the doorposts so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. It was by faith that people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. Let's just take a moment. I don't want to just bless this message. I don't want to just prepare our hearts to receive this message with a word of prayer. So Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity to read your word. And I pray, God, today, your word once again penetrate our hearts. Let it be life-changing, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I know many of you have heard the story of Moses, and maybe some of you have not. And I don't want you to tune me out right now. Oh, he's speaking about Moses. I know. No, I'm going to share some things I think that's going to just really encourage your heart today in regards to faith. There's four things, four thoughts that we can discover about faith in this passage of Scripture. The first thought I want to share with you today is that Moses' life began by faith. The Pharaoh during Moses' birth was an evil king. He was not like the Pharaoh because we studied about Joseph 
It was not like the Pharaoh of Joseph's day, who was really a, a much more kind and, and gentle Pharaoh. He showed kindness to the Israelites. This Pharaoh put all the Israelites into bondage. He treated them as slaves. The Egyptians were ruthless to them, and they were trying to crush them. But no matter what the Egyptians did, the Israelites continued to grow in numbers. Finally, the Pharaoh at the time of Moses made a decree to throw every newborn baby who was an Israelite into the Nile River. He did this because he feared the numbers that were growing and he feared that one day that all of a sudden the Israelites would outnumber the Egyptians and they would be able to escape Egypt. This is the environment, think about it, this is the environment that Moses was born into. It was an environment basically that probably was very fearful because the Pharaoh had made this decree where he's killing all the Israelite male babies. Moses' parents could have faced their situation in fear, yet Scripture states that it was by faith that they hid Moses and were not afraid of the king's command. The Hebrew and the Greek word used to describe Moses states that he was beautiful. There was something that set him apart from all the others. The New Living Translation says that he was an unusual child. I like the NIV translation the best. It says he was no ordinary child. It appears that the child himself created a courage in his parents where they were able to step out even with greater faith than they ever had before. What is really interesting is they kept the child in hiding for three months. But when the hiding of the child was no longer a viable option, they chose to put him into a basket and they put him into the Nile River next to Pharaoh's palace where they knew Pharaoh's daughter would come out and bathe. They were hoping that they were going to, she was going to find that basket with the baby inside. Think about the courage and the faith it would have taken for Moses' parents to surrender their child to the enemy. I mean, I, we might not always think about that, but they're basically giving their child to the one who made the decree to kill all of the, the Israelite babies that were born that were male. They're choosing to surrender Moses over to Pharaoh. Yet, I want you to catch this thought. Moses' parents weren't surrendering him to the enemy. They were surrendering him into God's hands. If this child is destined for greatness, then God will preserve and keep him. That was their faith. So, I wanted to start off with the whole idea as we begin today that the entire life of Moses was a, was a journey in faith. We talk about the long game. Guess what? His, this was a long game where, his, where we, even in his birth it started with faith. So how can we apply this faith from Moses' beginning to your life, to my life? Many times the gifts God gives us, we try to keep to ourselves. We don't want to let loose of control. We, we want to be in command. Yet it's not until we are willing to let go of the gift that God gives us that we can make something great of, out of it. Because once we let loose of it, that's when God gets control of it. And all of a sudden when we let loose of it, he gets control of it, something great happens to our gift. What God-given gift are you keeping and not allowing God to use? There is only so long that you can keep a gift in hiding. 
If you keep a gift for so long in hiding, eventually what will take place is that you will eventually lose that gift. That's what I'm taking from this passage of Scripture. But if you're willing to let go and let God have your gift, God will make something great of it. A gift given by God will become great only when you step out in faith. I always think about the parable that Jesus shares in Matthew chapter 25, the parable of the talents. It's a great story. And I love that story. It's one of my favorite stories. But the master gave the talents to three different servants. Two of the servants applied faith to their talents. And God did abundant things with that. But there was one servant that applied fear and hid his talent and, and it remained dormant. And what eventually took place to his talent was that that talent was removed from him. It's a great reminder for all of us. we got to be willing to step out in faith. The church has been established. And I want you to catch this thought today. I really want you to get this in your spirit. The church has been established by God for the purpose of raising a body of believers who are willing to step out in faith. We don't do church alone. We do church together in faith, believing that God can do the impossible. We're about creating an environment of faith so that our talents aren't wasted, but our talents are used for his glory. Not our own, but for his glory. How many people are using their talents for their own glory? Or they're hiding their talents away and not even using them at all. And God is saying today, guess what? We need to take our talents, give them back to him, and he will glorify. He will use it to glorify himself. He will use our talents for greatness if we're willing to give it back to him. As I was thinking about this and I was thinking about our church, South Coast Christian, I was thinking, people in our church, who are those who are connectors? Who, who has the gift of connecting people together and bringing them together? And I was thinking about how that could be used in our church in the sense of connecting groups together, connecting people together. Hey, you need to join this group or you need to join this group. Or maybe you're just called to connect people to the body of Christ. You're called to connect people to the church. That's a gift that God has given you. Have you been hiding that gift? God has asked you to step out in faith and to use that gift for his glory. I believe that in my heart. Maybe you love kids. Maybe you have a lot of, uh, you're humorous, you're funny, or, or maybe you're musical. And God is calling you to raise up the next generation that you're calling to use your gifts to all of a sudden to show the next generation what is possible when they put their faith in God. Maybe you love technology. We have a great team today. I think it's like 11 people uh, on our technology team because they, all of a sudden they discovered, hey, we can have an impact in people's lives. We can use our gifts. We don't have to hide those gifts any longer. I can use them and connect them to the Internet, and people can watch the message that is being preached. They can worship with us, and lives will be changed. What gift do you need to use and step out in faith? We are in the long game of life. And someday we want to be able to look back in our life and see how God used us to display his greatness to others. Second thought that I want to share with you today can be found in verses 24 and 25. Faith chooses what is right. In Exodus chapter 2, you can read the account of how Moses is hidden in a basket among some reeds in the bank of the Nile River. When Pharaoh's daughter came out to bathe, she discovered that basket with a little baby. Pharaoh's daughter ends up adopting this little boy 
as her son. She named him Moses, which sounds like a Hebrew word that means to draw out because Pharaoh's daughter drew him out of the Nile River. It's really symbolic of what Moses was calling, uh, was being called to do later in his life. Moses was called by God just like Pharaoh's daughter was called by God to lift Moses out of the water. Guess what? God was calling Moses to lift the people of Israel out of bondage and into freedom. Now, it's important that we understand. When Pharaoh's daughter takes Moses as her own son, she would have afforded him the education and the privileges offered to the son of a, of a princess. He would, there would have been nothing that would not have been granted to him. He would have had the best things, the best educations, the best opportunities. Stephen in Acts chapter 7 references this when he's addressing the high priest and the high council. He shares in Acts chapter 7 verse 22, Moses was taught all wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was powerful in both speech and action. Moses is brought under, up under the influence of the Egyptian leadership. He was destined for success as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Yet even with all of the Egyptian influence that surrounded him, Moses could not look past what was happening to his people. He saw the bondage. He saw the mistreatment of the Israelites. He saw how the taskmasters would beat a fellow Hebrew, and it was not right. And a righteous anger rose up in Moses. All of a sudden, Moses was, was witnessing an Egyptian beating another Israelite, another Hebrew, a, a fellow person. And he sees what's taking place, and something rose up in Moses. And all of a sudden, he goes over, and he kills the Egyptian. It says that in Scripture. And then he goes, hides the Egyptian within, within the sand. Now, Moses didn't have to defend that fellow Hebrew. In fact, I would probably say that the Hebrew probably viewed Moses as one of those spoiled brats of the palace because, you know, he's not really one of us. But Moses, there was something stirring in his heart. Moses could have just ignored what he had seen and gone back into his palace. He could have ignored what was taking place around him, but Moses could not. I'm not saying what Moses did was right. I'm not saying for him to take someone else's life was right. But the same faith that was moving in his parents to trust God began to move in the life of Moses. When Pharaoh heard that Moses had what he had done, Scripture states that he tried to kill Moses. Basically, all of a sudden, Pharaoh, man, he puts out the gang, man. He all of a sudden rallies the troop. He says, you need to go find this guy. Yeah, I want you to go smite him. I want you to go kill him. I want, you, I want his life to end. He put a hit out on Moses. And I'm sure Pharaoh was thinking, Man, Moses, how ungrateful you are. I mean, my daughter, she took you into our palace. We gave you all the best abilities of education. You could, have, you could have had the greatest success, and this is what you do? You go out and kill one of my Egyptian leaders, one of my slave, trade, slave people that I had out there? You, you go out and kill one of my Egyptian masters? But Moses could no longer just stand by and watch the atrocities that were taking place. And here's a simple application for you and for me today. Is this, this one truth. Faith always chooses what is right. Faith needs to choose what is righteous. Moses was willing to give up the comforts that were afforded to him. He was willing to give up the palace that he grew up to. He's willing to give up all the connections that he had and fight against the oppression of his people. 
he could no longer just stand by and tolerate the evil that he was seeing in his land. And I was thinking about that, and as I was praying, because I pray about my messages, I pray for you, and I also pray for myself as I'm delivering these messages, and I want God to change my life, my heart, just as much as I want God to change your heart and your life. We need to always be growing and maturing in Christ, amen? That's one of the things that needs to be happening in our life, and I was thinking about this, and this is a takeaway for each and every one of us. Is there an area in our life where faith needs to stand up and do what is right? I challenge us, let's be like Moses and let's stand up for righteousness. Let's just not watch things happen. Let's get involved. I'm not saying to be, go out and kill somebody. Please don't do that. What I'm saying is, hey, let's stand up for those that are being oppressed. Let's stand up for those that are being hurt. And let's stand up for righteousness. I want you to remember the simple truth. And this is a truth that I believe is so accurate for all of us today. If you remain humble, you will never do wrong by doing right. The third truth that I want you to point out to you today in verses 26 and 27 is that many times faith will choose a more difficult path. If faith is about choosing to do what is right, then faith doesn't choose the easiest route. If you have any life experience, you know what I'm saying is true today. That sometimes choosing what is right is not necessarily the easiest route. Because many times the peer pressure of life is always leading us down a road that is not righteous. And we have to, at some time in our life, we have to stand up for righteousness. And that can be a difficult path. Choosing to follow after Jesus is not easy. Many times it requires sacrifice. Moses gave up the treasures of Egypt that he enjoyed and, this, and the, the promises of a son who was the son of a princess. And he chose a more difficult path to follow after God. Moses recognized this truth. That the great reward was not found in Egypt. But the great reward was found in God. He didn't get stuck on the pleasures of the day. He focused on the rewards of living a faithful life unto God. It's what this series is all about. It's choosing to live the long game. It's choosing to live a life of faith and knowing that as we continue to live this life of faith, there is a great reward that, that, that is unimaginable for each and every one of us. Eternal life in heaven and relationship for eternity with our Heavenly Father. Think about this. Moses was called by God because we're talking about the difficulty. Sometimes faith takes us down a difficult road. Moses was called by God to lead over 2 million people out of Egypt into the desert. Think about that task. 2 million people, over 2 million people. How in the world would you take, if all of a sudden God knocked on your door, I want you to lead. See, I don't think very many people were searching for this job. I just don't. I think most people, in fact, God had to go into the land of Midian because that's where Moses was at the time. He had to go out there. To, he, God got on the 5G network and called Moses. The 5G network was a burning bush back in God's day. All of a sudden, this, burst, this bush started to burn, and the Spirit of God began to speak into Moses' life. And yeah, did Moses, was Moses challenged? Yeah, you would be too. I would be. But Moses took a step of faith. He didn't choose the easiest route of life. He chose to follow after God. 
Let me share you an important insight regarding Moses today. And I, if there's, there's times in my messages that I want you to catch a thought, and it's really important. I'm throwing that thought out to you right now. We find this thought in verse 27 of Hebrews chapter 11. Moses kept, listen to the last part of that, that verse. It says, Moses kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. How do you keep your eyes on something or on the one who is invisible? I was thinking about that. It's by staying in his presence. You see, you don't necessarily see God with your physical eyes. You see God in your spirit, with your spirit. How do you know, Pastor Tom, you share these things. How do I know what you're sharing is true? Because I, I study, I look in the Bible, I look in God's word. Listen to, these, listen to what takes place when Jesus meets a Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. He shares with her these words. In John chapter 4, verse 24, he said, For God is spirit, God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The Samaritan woman was looking for one, a, a physical place to worship God. She was looking, you know, we, we worship God on this mountain, and you, you, you Jewish people worship God on this mountain. Jesus was revealing that we worship God with our spirit. It's not a physical place. It's a place in our heart that chooses to follow after God. It reminds me of a statement that Moses made in Exodus chapter 33. And if you've never read the book of Exodus, man, I encourage you to do it because it's a great story of Moses' life. But he says this in Exodus chapter 33, verse 15. Moses declares, if your presence will not go with me, and he's talking about God's presence. If your presence will not go with me, do not bring me up from here. If following after God took him down a more difficult path, so be it. Because he wanted to remain in God's presence. See, faith is the willingness to choose the more difficult path so that we can choose to remain in God's presence. God's presence for Moses was like an anchor to his life. It kept him stable and secure. When everything outside was falling apart, when all the difficulties of life was coming and surrounding him, guess what? This was the anchor in Moses' life. It was the presence of God. He might not be able to see it physically, but he could touch it because of his spirit was connected to God. Takeaway for you and me? Got a lot of takeaways today. It's a reminder for all of us. Mm. Just hit me so hard. It's a reminder for all of us that Jesus chose the more difficult road. He chose the more difficult path for you and for me. He could have chosen an easy route, but because he loved us so much, just like Moses that chose the more difficult path to go ahead and go grab a hold of the Israelites and lead them out of bondage into the promised land, into the desert, going towards the promised land, Jesus chose the more difficult path. He chose the cross to set us free from the bondage of sin. Faith. Man, right now I just feel my spirit. Some of you watching today, you need to allow faith to rise in your spirit. You've never understood this, this relationship with Christ and how you can connect your spirit to the spirit of Christ. And that's what he's waiting for. 
You thought, you thought faith was something different. I believe in God. Okay, good. And then you go do something. But he's waiting for you to connect with your spirit and to worship him and to put your trust in him. It's stepping out in faith in a fresh and a new way. It takes courage because many times when we choose to follow after Jesus, it's not an easy road. Sometimes it's a difficult road. But right now, God is asking you about that. Are you just going to continue down the easy road? Because that easy road will eventually become a very, very difficult road. It will. I promise you. And the harder road that you have to go right now in following Jesus will become the easier road. And it's a choice that each and every one of us have to make. I feel right now there's some of you, as you're watching, that you just need to make a commitment to Christ. I don't do this, but I'm taking a break. Right in the middle of my message. And I want to give you an opportunity to put your faith in Jesus and to follow after him. It's never too late. Jesus is waiting for you. You might see it as difficult, but man, faith is difficult at times. But when you choose to do something like this, it is life-changing. All of a sudden, the difficulties of life, all those things that surround you, I'm not saying they're going to disappear. But I'm going to say that you're going to have an anchor in the Almighty God that is going to bring you through those difficulties. And it's choosing to step out in faith. Right now, if you want to make that commitment, I want to lead you in a prayer. It's simple. It's not difficult. This part's not difficult. This, the Word of God says all we have to do is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. And if you're here right now, man, I just want to pause. I want you to say... Follow after Jesus. Say this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I choose to surrender my life to you. I choose to follow you today. I want all of you. Help me, Lord God, to choose. Maybe it might be the more difficult path. Help me to do what is right, though. Forgive me of my sins. Give me the power of your Holy Spirit. And God, lead me. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you committed your life to Christ, I am celebrating with you right now. I am so happy for you. That was the Spirit of God moving me towards you. And I believe God is doing something great in your life right now. If you want to, man, get on the chat line right now. If you're watching us online, just say, hey, man, I, I, I just made that commitment. I needed to know what to do. What, what, what's the next step in my life? We want to connect with you. We want to share with you. Call the church this week. I want to get connected with you. Or one of our staff members will connect with you as well. And we're praying for you. Thank you for making that decision and following Jesus. The last thought that I want to share with you today is found in verses 28 and 29 of Hebrews chapter 11. Powerful thought. Faith is choosing to trust in God's power. Throughout Moses' life, time and time and time again, the only thing that he had to trust is the power of God. You can read Moses' story in the book of Exodus. Man, I encourage you to do so. It's a powerful story. He faced off with Pharaoh time and time again. The only way of rescue was God's power. Verses 28 and 29 gives us two accounts of, of, the, of many accounts that you can find, but two of the accounts where Moses trusted in God's power. The first account was during the last plague of Egypt 
the death of the firstborn sons. Moses first had to step out in faith and just believe the word of the Lord, what God was sharing. And then the second thing, he had to lead the Israelites in saving their children. They put blood, blood of goats over the doorposts. And so when the death angel came by, they knew that those people were sacred. They were under the blood of, the blood of God, the blood of the sacrifice, eventually the blood of Christ. And they passed by, the death angel passed by their door, doorposts. The second account that in Hebrews chapter 11 was given was having the faith to believe that God had rescued the children of Israel from the Red Sea. You see, they were trapped against the Red Sea with the Egyptian army bearing down on them. If you can imagine this whole scenario, they didn't have weapons, they didn't have any way to defend themselves. And this whole Egyptian army coming down with their chariots and horses and bows and arrows and swords and everything else, they were coming after the Israelites. But miraculously, by God's power, God parted the Red Sea. And all of a sudden, a place that looked like an entrapment for death, God opened it up, and it was an escape route for the children of Israel. Where they walked through that Red Sea, it says that, in fact, the ground was dry as they walked through that and came out to the other side, out into the desert, where they were going to find safety. And what's interesting about this story is the Red Sea was a, was a place of rescue for the children of Israel. But guess what? The Red Sea ended up being a tomb for the Egyptian soldiers. As they followed the Israelites through that Red Sea, the walls of that water came down, and it killed all of the enemy that was going after the Israelites. And man, I'm telling you today, when you put your faith in the power of God, there's things that, were, that might be happening against you, and you can have the faith to believe that with God all things are possible. There might be things that have happened to your life. There might be things that have been destructive. There might be things that man, have been hurtful. And God's telling you right now, let go and let God put your trust in Him. He's the one that can overcome. He's the one that can give you victory. The Israelites found an escape route in a place where you might never think there would be an escape route. How do you escape through a body of water? God can do it. They put their faith in the power of God. In times of crisis, we don't coward, not as Christians. We don't. We, we don't embrace the circumstances that look so horrible. Instead, we choose to embrace God's power, and we do so by faith. We don't live in fear. Yeah, fear might be sometimes tries to jump on us but then at some point in our life we have to be willing to step out in faith recently there's a woman in our church who lost her employment it was difficult for her you, you can see that fear was jumping upon her but I'm so proud of her because she didn't remain in her fear well you know what she chose to do she chose to step out in faith she reached out to the church. She says, I need prayer. I've lost my job. I need prayer. I need the body of Christ praying for me. She reached out to one of our staff members, a person of great faith. Talked to her and said, I need someone to pray with me, to have faith with me. Can I tell you something miraculous right now? 
She just lost her job, and she already has a job right now, and she is rejoicing, and she is praising God. That's what happens when we put our faith in God's power and not in the circumstances of this life. That's an easy way out, I'm telling you right now, to just all of a sudden just collapse and put your, put your, put your faith or put your fear in the circumstances. It's a more courageous way, sometimes more difficult, to stand up in faith and put your trust in God's power. Faith is learning to trust in God's power instead of living in fear of your circumstances. It's believing in the impossible. And today I'm asking you, what area in your life are you facing that seems impossible to you? I encourage you today as I share this message, a message in faith, that God can take your circumstances and He can turn it around for His glory if you're willing to step out in faith. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.